Welcome back to another episode of Missing Pieces. If by some chance you're just finding this, my name's Greg, and this is my weekly audio journal where I talk about my life, the things that I've been doing, and the things that I've been thinking, as scary as that is. I typically record these Sunday mornings with release on Sunday afternoon at 12 p.m. Eastern, but this week I switched it up a little bit, back to my old routine of recording these on Fridays. So it's currently Friday, October 28th at 12.30 p.m., and I am exactly two months away from being 38 years old. Very scary. But the reason that I switched this back to Friday is because I felt like this was taking a little too much of my day on Sunday. By the time that I record this and then get it all exported and getting it out to the world, it takes some time, and that's time that Clark Mann's home and my family's here. So I decided let's move it back to Friday. So this week we, we got a few less days to talk about, but once I get into this routine, which starts now, you won't know the difference. In fact, I could tell you I'm recording this uh, three Tuesdays from next week and you're logically you would probably figure that out but you know regardless of when this is recording it's coming out to you at its usual time because i feel like there's two things that you can do to be successful number one showing up most important thing and number two is stay consistent so doing those things hopefully and uh step three is profit so uh, let's talk about this week though this was a week where i kind of got into into my routine and was feeling good speaking of routines i started something last week i'm a man of starting things and changing things Uh, but last week i talked a lot about no zero days my new philosophy for how i'm operating my life Uh, zero day i learned about on the appalachian trail not that I walked it, I watched people doing it and I'm very impressed by them. But a zero day is where you uh, take the day off. You don't make any miles. So zero miles for that day. It's just a rest day. And then you get back out of the next day in regular life. I don't want to have any zero days. I want every day to be a progression towards the goals that I have. And I decided that I was going to document all of those goals, regardless of what they are through video. And I've been doing just that. In fact, the first video went out last Sunday, right about the same time that this was coming out or last week's episode is coming out. And the response to it, I wasn't sure last week when we talked about it, how it would go. The response was wonderful. I've got so many great comments about the video. My main thing was that it was 37 minutes long, which is a very long YouTube video, especially in a landscape where people are more likely to watch a 30 second video than a 30 minute video. This is 37 minutes documenting my entire week and all the things that we did. Uh, Not only me solo in like my business and hobbies, but also as a family too. And it was, for me, it was one of my best videos that I've ever made. I was so happy to like have that all documented. And I was so thankful that I started with a lot of regrets that I didn't do it sooner, but you can only do what you can do today. You can't go back in time. And if you want something, you got to get started, right? You got to show up just like we talked about. And the video was, was great. I did notice that the uh, view duration though was, was, was kind of low. It was about six minutes. So for every person that watched every 37 minutes of uh, glory that that video was, uh, there was maybe someone else that watched 30 seconds. We're like, I'm out. So when you, when you have those two factored together, the view duration hits the middle, say like 18 minutes, and then it's a battle between those. So far, far more people didn't watch the entire video than did. So that kind of changed my philosophy for this week, especially after editing uh, last Saturday, which would have been like the beginning of week two of No Zero Days. The first day right now sits at just under 13 minutes long. So I'm like, okay, that's 13 minutes. And then I still have, that's just Saturday. I have Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I'm still recording today, which is Friday and Saturday. And I have four hours of footage right now as of Friday at 12, now 33 p.m. Four hours of footage 
edited down is going to be one heck of a long video. So what I decided to do, and I think this is probably going to be a win for everyone, is I'm going to release Saturday's video just as a standalone no zero day video. And then I'm going to keep doing that uh, in like 15 minute increments. So if I have a few days where I just record for like five minutes, for example, which I'm finding it harder to record for five minutes than I am for like 30 minutes, uh, I'll, I'll stack those days up and then there'll be like a no zero days of like Monday through Friday, for example. And then if Saturday we go and do a lot of stuff and that'll be its own video, but I'm going to try to keep these kind of consistently like the same, uh, duration and then put them all in a playlist. So if you are somebody that wants to just sit down and you would love to watch like a 37 minute video, this will essentially just be that, but there's going to be like a break in between. So it'll be like 15 minutes. Then it should load the next video for you or like YouTube should do its job of recommending the next one. Cause they're all going to be kind of in a series and I think it'll it'll result in the same thing but it'll work better in a, a lot of ways first of all people aren't nearly as intimidated to watch a 10 to 15 minute video as they are to watch a 37 minute video it's easier to keep your place too because people contrary to myself people actually have lives which I find very surprising like you what, what is that you do things you actually have things in that you're like important and you do stuff i think that's awesome and i respect that so sitting down and watching a 15 minute video is a stretch but you can pull that off uh, and then the next day maybe there'll be another one that's 15 minutes and then two days later there'll be another one's 15 minutes and it, it should work better not only for the people's schedules that are watching these, but also for the YouTube algorithm too, because there, there will be like a consistent upload schedule as opposed to like one video a week that's a monster. And then if you're a person that subscribes to a lot of YouTube channels, maybe that one day you don't get on YouTube, that video kind of gets lost in the subscription feed and then you don't even know it existed. Whereas if you miss that day on Sunday and you come back on Tuesday, there's a video there and you're like, oh, I missed that last one that he made. I think it'll work out. As much as I'd really love just to like consistently make these once a week. And I kind of love the idea of having like an hour video or two hour video. I think from uh, like a, a viewer's perspective and from a business perspective, if I had that board of directors that doesn't exist that tell me not to do the dumb stuff that I do, they would tell me to kind of break these up. So we'll try it out this week where I break it up a little bit. I might go back to long ones. There might be a week where I don't even have much to show and the whole week just becomes a 15 minute video. It's hard to say, there's just so much going on it seems. So I'm um, learning as I go, just like pretty much everything with this YouTube thing. I, I try things, see what works, what doesn't work. And uh, we just, we try to do our best that we can. Uh, speaking of that though, this week, man, I had a little bit of uh, trouble. Sometimes I can tend to get into my head a little bit when it comes to video creation and how I'm doing things, particularly with this podcast, this, this was a, a thing that I came up with this week and it got in my head and I started thinking a lot about it. Uh, I, especially after making my recent episode where I talked about my plans for retirement and essentially if you didn't watch that episode of the podcast or listen to it, uh, I basically said that I don't plan to retire because I really love what I'm doing for a living and I would be honored to have the ability to do this for the rest of my life. And after I made that podcast, I started thinking about, and this is where you, I, I guess, start to get yourself into trouble. I started thinking about what are, what are other people going to think of that? You know, like if I was a, if I was a guy and I was working at my job, like I very much was five years ago and I really wasn't happy and I was kind of depressed. Then I hear this guy, you know, bragging or going on about how much he loves what he does and he gets to make videos for a living and stuff. I just, I don't know how I would take that. Like, would I be, would I be happy for him? Would I be like uh, jealous? 
Would I have uh, like anger towards that? Would I be motivated? Would I be inspired to maybe do something like that of my own? I don't know where I'd fall on that, but I worry how people take things. And I always have to like, whenever I talk about the good things that are going on. And I share the good and the bad. I share pretty much everything, which I guess is also the thing that I was getting inside my head with these podcasts. It's like every one of these episodes is about me. This is my weekly audio journal. Then I have a business meeting where we I talk about finances or things that I'm doing. And then I do the three questions, which is more just about me. And I feel like this whole thing is just about me. <laughs> And it's like, man, does this guy ever get tired of making podcasts about himself or talking about himself? But then I like think about how I wish I could find a podcast like this. I really love to get in into people's lives and like be a part of their journey. And if I found a podcast where the person was making three episodes a week, just doing kind of like the various things that I'm doing here, I'd be so thrilled about that. Like, it'd be great to get to know somebody like that and kind of get to be a part of it. But not everyone is probably like that. And I just worry what people think. I guess I can look at the views and I'm like, okay, a lot of people watch this. A lot of people listen to it. So there must be something there. But then I worry about how many people I'm like, like, I guess like turning off. And maybe I shouldn't worry about those people. But you definitely, like you get inside your head sometimes. At least I do. Because I'm a very analytical person. And I, I think about every conversation that I have, every interaction, everything is like, was that was that good? Was that bad? Should I be doing this? And you start to question yourself, but sometimes you just, you got to stay the course. You know, we talked last week about, does your path have a heart? And I think of all the things that I do, this podcast has more of a heart than anything. And I was talking to Cody about this this morning as I was kind of, you know, relaying this information. I was like, you know, I don't have many podcasts you listen to in, in your world on a weekly basis, but I would like to try to make mine one where it's more encouraging than anything else that you listen to. Like, that's what I aspire to. I don't know if it is right now. And I feel like me just even bringing that up, I'm already having doubts and people are like, man, this guy was really full of himself, right? <laughs> like he, he's like, oh, you think you can encourage me? You can't encourage me. I'd like to, I'd like to at least try. I'd like to maybe inspire you to do something in your life that you have a goal of doing. Cause I've, I've had goals and I've set out for them and some that I've hit some, I haven't yet, but I know that I will, if I keep showing up and I stay consistent, right? That's our, I guess our lesson of today, but I don't know. I don't need, I definitely don't need you guys to be like, Greg, don't worry about it. You're doing great or whatever. I'm not looking for that. I just needed to like get this off my chest and, uh, and just put it out there and to kind of just bury it behind me because I'm going to keep doing this. And I do think that there's somebody out there that can gain something from this. At least I hope that. So got it out on the airwaves. It's behind me now. Let's stay the course missing pieces let's continue on. This week, did a lot of stuff this week, most of which you'll see in No Zero Days. So we're kind of in that realm of hey, everything that I'm about to talk about, you might have already seen some of, but our highlights last weekend were uh, we went to the, like this haunted farm thing. It was a thing where you pay $20 to go into, and then you walk through like a haunted barn and they had a hayride, which I thought was a haunted hayride. It turns out it was just a hayride. So I was kind of disappointed. I thought like people in like uh, Freddy Krueger costumes and Jason Mass would be coming out and trying to grab you off the back of the the thing and stuff, but that didn't happen. I did get some pizza there, which was cool. And, uh, they had the opportunity. You could ride a horse. Clark didn't want to do that. I didn't want to be the only person over eight years old that was doing it. So <laughs> we, we kind of skipped that. They also had face painting and, uh, we, we, we didn't do that either. So it was kind of just like, we kind of just speed ran it a little bit, I guess, but we did the majority of things there. And I think it was a fun little thing to do. It's so easy 
to, and we like debated whether we're going to go. It's so easy to just stay home and do nothing. You know, it's so easy. It's so easy to do nothing. Doing nothing is the easiest thing, but putting yourself out there a little bit and, um, you know, trying stuff like that without really, uh, knowing what you're getting into, I think is fun. And I was happy to have experienced it. And of course it became a part of the video. So it was great content that, uh, you'll enjoy, especially if you watch the part where Cody gets jump scared and hear her scream favorite part of anything that I've recorded this week. I think on Sunday, we also had some fun too. Uh, Clark man has been getting into the world of Pokemon and, uh, rather heavily and he wanted to get some pokemon like action figures or buildable figures and it just so happens to be that mega constructs has a license lego once again dropped the ball with uh, getting good licenses so mega constructs has the license and we knew for a fact after looking at target there was a set there that he was interested in that had the various pokemon characters in it and also i had a friend from our discord mentioned that they have beginner Gundam sets at Target. Uh, if you don't know what Gundam is, think of uh, like a Japanese robots, um, like a transformer that doesn't transform, something like that, like Optimus Prime. He could technically be a Gundam if he didn't transform. Uh, so we went there and I made like a really fun video of us shopping. Clark Man got his thing. I got my little Gundam. And then we came home and built those. And man, I had so much fun. I think ooh, I could definitely get into Gundam, which I certainly don't need to do uh, because it's going to require something that I lack, and that is display space. I got a little one. I, you can't see him in the shot here. He's standing just below Darth Maul's uh, right shoulder right there. You can't see him, but he he's standing there, and I, I love putting that together. It was my second one that I've done. My buddy Brad got us one for Christmas that I assembled. Uh, that was Optimus Prime. It was like a, a Gundam kit. And, man, um, Target's killing it with the really cool adult collectibles. If you go back by where they have, like, the Nintendo Switch games and uh, other electronics, there's this, like, awesome section where they have Funko Pops and these Gundams. It's, like, in the back of the store. They've got a whole bunch of Pokemon stuff, if you're into that. There was this really cool Legend of Zelda backpack. There's just, like, all this stuff. They had, like, little arcade units, like, tiny, tiny ones. It was Atari and other vintage arcade games, too. And I'm like, dang, this is, like, a really cool spot back here. If you're uh, an older nerd like myself, you'd probably be into it. And uh, we had a great time. We also, that same day, went hunting at uh, McDonald's for one of the Halloween boo buckets, one of the pails that has the, um, you can get a ghost, a witch, which they call a goblin, and a pumpkin. And uh, this kind of brought nostalgia back for Cody and myself. So we, we tried going to the McDonald's. It's right beside our Target. They were sold out. So then I called around, finally got a hold of a McDonald's that had them, and we went out of our way to get this. And I also got McDonald's too. So I, it was my cheat meal. I should be wearing my cheat meal specialist shirt. Uh, it was the first time I've had McDonald's in quite a while. But those nuggets, man, with the sweet and sour sauce, unbeatable. Everything else in McDonald's, I could probably pass on. It's just those chicken nuggets are, are absolutely godlike. So that was pretty much our weekend. I think that night we, um, oh, it'll be in Watch Tech News. I'll tell you what we started doing, something that, uh, oh gosh, we, we, we all love, which is, I guess, coming up, but I want to talk about what I'm doing down here in the studio. So, um, still in the organization process and cleanup. The thing that I, w I did this week that I was most proud of was that I convinced Clark Man finally to start tearing apart some mocks on the mock table that we have over here. Those of you that follow Brickitech know exactly what that table looks like, but those of you that don't, imagine a six foot by three foot table completely filled with uh, piles of things that Clarkman has built throughout the years and minifigs that he's created to the point where the stuff isn't even on display. It's just like piled up, like uh, almost like a landfill of, of Lego stuff, only it's good things. 
I would talk to Clark before, and every time he would come down and want to build something, which he wants to do quite a bit because Lego mock building, mock stands for my own creation. I forget that sometimes I'm not speaking directly to a Lego audience. Uh, Clark likes building his own stuff out of Lego, and he wants to do it all the time. In fact, he likes doing that more than getting Lego sets, which if you're a parent out there, you're like cheering right now because buying Lego sets is expensive. Making your own stuff out of pieces you have, not expensive at all. In fact, you can do that infinitely, assuming you don't run out of stuff. So I struck a deal with Clarkman prior to this that if you come down and you build something, you have to tear something apart first. Something has to go before you take something on. And he would like be a little cheapskate and he'd get like a three piece build and tear that apart. And then he'd build like this, this massive thing. And we were, we were going backwards. We're sliding backwards, even though we had our, we had our feet in the mud and we were sliding as though we're trying to like stop this or play a tug of war before we fall off the cliff squid game style. This week though, I sold Clark man on the prospect of us creating a Lego city. And as I explained it to him and told him like all the things I'd love to have in it and how we could make this happen. I also told him that we have to have a clear table in order to do that. And that's all it took. Like it, it, it struck him and he's like, of course I want a Lego city. Like let's go down right now and start tearing this stuff apart. So we're in the process now of breaking down the table. Cody's even come down or Mrs. Brickitecta. She's known in some circles. She's helping as well. And uh, she's tearing stuff apart. Clark's putting it back to where it goes. Cause he knows even better than I do where the parts come from. And our Lego library is going to be complete. And then we're going to start a Lego city, which I've, I'm kind of drawing up plans for. Uh, and on that table, there should be a really nice long road with a like a four-way intersection and then places for 12 different 32 by 32 uh, base plates for us to build locations on. Uh, I would like everything in the city to be something that we made. I don't want to put anything like Lego designed in there. Everything's going to be from us. That's to say it's not going to be amazing like some of the modulars and things that you guys probably have seen. But it's going to be better than that because it's going to be from our heart. And when I look at that city, I'm going to think about all the things we made, including Cody. She, she's got plans for something and I'm going to help her out with it. Cause I came up with an even better idea. She wants to make uh, like a cafe or like a Starbucks. And uh, I figured out how I can do a drive through and it's gonna be really neat. So I'm excited about that and, and making progress in that. I also think the Lego people on my channel are going to love that too. Cause it creates a nice little series where you start from nothing essentially and work your way up. And this has been like the third time that I've contemplated doing a city. It's just, I suck at following through with things. And, uh, this time it's different though. I've, I'm like really like in that mental state right now in almost every aspect of my life that if there's something that I want, I'm going to go get it whether it be fitness, whether it be getting organized, uh, making videos, sharing our lives, whatever it is, like I'm making it happen and I can't be stopped. Again, you want to get inside my head? I could, you, you probably just thought, man, Greg, you are, uh, you are full of yourself, my friend. No, I'm just, I'm, I'm confident, you know? And if here's how I, I'll make my final case on this. If you don't believe in yourself, who is, who is going to believe in you? You should be your own biggest fan, you know? And so many times I want things for other people so bad that like I want to reach out and grab it for them. And it's very hard to do if they don't want it. But if I know I want it, I'm the easiest person to motivate. So that's where I'm at on it. I'm going to speak no more of such things. We're on our grind. We're doing our thing. So I've been working on a lot of that this week. In between that, Cody and I have gotten into a show, and I think I might have mentioned last week. It's called House of Dragon, House of the Dragon, House of Dragon. It's the Game of Thrones prequel, and I absolutely love this show. We're like halfway through. We watch it in the afternoons before Clark Man comes home, and it's such a bummer because 
Like we might finish an episode or be a part of the way up through an episode. And then he comes home like, no, as much as it's great seeing Clark, man, I want to see what happens next. And it's totally bingeable. It's like 10 episodes. So if you really were like, if you can handle a 37 minute Greg's world video, you could totally rock out a 10 hour house of dragon. I almost called it game of dragon episode. It's, it's so darn good. What isn't good is the other series that I finished Dahmer. I told you guys before that I started this series and I would recommend it to absolutely no one that still stands. I was on like episode eight and I'm like, I got to finish this darn series. Someone spoiled what happens to him for me. I won't spoil it for you, but I was like, Oh crap. I didn't know. Like I didn't look anything up on this guy. I knew he was a cannibal, but I didn't know how, uh, I can't say actually I can say because you're not going to watch this. I'm purposely going to spoil this for you. So you don't watch it. He gets killed in prison. Uh, and I was like, how does that happen? I got to see that. So episode eight, nine, and 10, I'm, it, a lot of it's about the victims and the families and stuff. I'm literally hitting like the plus 15 second button or whatever they have on Netflix, just trying to like speed run through this thing. And then I finally got to the episode and it was totally not worth your time or my time. I wish I would have spent that doing almost anything else other than watching that series because that was like 10 episodes at almost an hour a piece. What a absolute waste. I could have done so many other things or watched things but Netflix and their, their hype train where it's like number one trending in the United States that got me. And, uh, I give it a, what's uh, what's Ronnie's ratings. I give it like a one out of five, which is a, a don't watch or zero out of five. Stay away from forever. Uh, bury it in the desert by the ET Atari games. That's the rating I'll give Dahmer. If you have any suggestions for anything that you think I should watch, that's, that's not like that. Let me know. I think Rings of Power is high on my list. We need to get into that. I'm also thinking about maybe getting into some anime stuff. I know you guys are probably like, Greg, don't do it. But uh, my nephews recommended this show called Attack on Titan. And Clark and I started watching the first episode, but it was super violent. Like the kid's mom gets like crushed by house and like eaten by this giant. <laughs> so I realized instantly that wasn't for him. But I, I need something that I can watch before bedtime that uh, sets me off to sleep in a very nice way. It doesn't have to. It's just something that I can watch independently that I know that Clark Mann won't like or can't watch and that Cody will have no interest in. So if you have one of those like like guilty pleasure type uh, shows that you like, go ahead and recommend it. Right now I'm watching Nightmare on Elm Street, the original one, Freddy Krueger from 1984. I got about halfway through that last night. It's it's actually held up pretty well. I like it. It's it's kind of terrifying. I feel like it's good for like Halloween-ish times. So that's kind of what Watch Attack has been. But the other thing that we're watching that I wanted to mention earlier that I'm, oh my gosh, I'm absolutely loving, and the whole family is Lego Masters Australia Season 2. I love Lego Masters US. It's, it's great. But I have to say, Lego Masters Australia blows that show out of the water in every way. I like Hamish, the host, so much better than Will Arnett. I feel like he's just naturally funnier. And he's like a guy that you, like, I, I feel like you could hang out with him and he's like your friend. I love him. The judge, Brickman, is such an awesome guy. Like, he's very supportive and very helpful. And I feel like he has a personality. Whereas I feel like the Lego Masters US judges, they're like, they're like sticks. You know, the only, you see a lot of emotion from them when they let someone go. They both start, you know, bawling, which I'm not going to make fun of because last week I got a little emotional on this episode or on this podcast. But I just, I'm not connected to the judges, the judges that they have in the United States at all. They just, just kind of suck. And also, like, the builds in the U.S. compared to the Australian ones so far this season, the Australian ones are next level. Like, completely, like, anybody that's competing in the Australian one, 
could easily win the United States one. This is like the most unpatriotic I've ever been, I guess. Um, but yeah, I just, I have to hand it to him. Lego Masters Australia, such a good series. Season one was great. I'm watching season two. Season three is available. I'm watching these on an app that you can get on your TV called Tubi. It's T-U-B-I. It's free to watch. You don't even have to log in or anything. There are some ads that play, which get kind of annoying. But man, if you like Lego and you like competitions and you like just good quality, family-friendly content that maybe inspires you to make something cool. Because I the first episode of season two, the one guy made this tower that's like a, almost like a Japanese-inspired tower with like this monster underneath it with these glowing eyes. I literally wanted to buy that. I wanted to like buy it or build it. And that's how I think these shows can be very powerful in, in watching with your family. Because there's not much you watch on TV that you're just like uh, inspired to go do something, you know? And in some ways maybe inspired to do something bad. But uh, it's good, wholesome, family-friendly entertainment. And if you can download the Tubi app on your smartphone or your TV, it's um, you won't regret it. Watch Lego Masters Australia, especially if you like the U.S. show and just give it a chance. You'll realize that Brickman and Hamish, like they, they completely take the show like up 15 notches. I love it. Uh, next thing, since we're on watch attack, do you guys have uh, now started contributing to the YouTube rabbit hole series? Uh, and I got two of them. The first one came from Melvin who said, uh, a YouTube rabbit hole I got into a few years ago was about number of radio stations. I lost lots of weeks of sleep trying to figure out some of them. Uh, what some of them could have meant or if there was any in my area to pick up. I had no idea what this was, uh, a number station, number radio station. And I found out as I was watching a video on this and looking at the Wikipedia article, it immediately took me to the show that I used to watch called The Americans, where it was these Russian spies that were living in America uh, that you, you hadn't, you would have no idea that they were Russian. And sometimes they would pick up a phone and there would just be like these, this automated voice reading out these numbers. And that's what this is basically. It's shortwave radio stations uh, that are owned by like the government that send out these, uh, these transmissions that are like seven, five, 12, 10. And then, uh, they're like spies can decode these things and find out what their next objective is or whatever. I felt like this is one of those things that as I was watching it, I was getting put onto a list somewhere of people that the FBI is probably watching. <laughs> But uh, it was interesting. I'm like, oh, I didn't know these things existed. And they showed like these four different stations that are around Washington, D.C. that are broadcasting these things. I don't know if they still do it or not. I feel like there's probably way more effective ways to communicate with your spies these days than through short form radio that other people can potentially pick up the signal. But it was kind of interesting to see like how, how it worked in like other countries and they're doing this and stuff too. And like thinking about spies and stuff is always kind of interesting and neat. So um yeah, that was that was a little bit of a rabbit hole, but there was another one though that I got sent down to, which got into my uh, what was what was that called? The things with the driveways where they would like uh, freshly pave the driveways. It was so satisfying. What was that called? Oh gosh, I don't remember. It, it was that and pressure washing really got me interested. But uh, Vasvis boys, I'm saying it wrong. I'm sorry, I can never get your name right. It says, hey Greg, man, love all the new podcasts. You got me thinking about creating the podcast that you wish was around when I started. I'll let you know. Thank you. Talk all about yourself. I'd be glad to listen to it. it says YouTube rabbit hole epoxy countertops. I was like, ooh, epoxy countertops. And yes, it's uh, it's fascinating. So imagine that you have a laminate countertop. Laminate. Uh, countertops aren't really preferred among like uh, wealthier people. It's like, um, you know, it's like 
wood that they put a layer on the outside and stick it all together. Most people want like a solid surface countertop like marble, quartz, granite. It looks kind of classy and rich and uh, it, it feels like amazing too. Like it's nice and like cooled and, and uh, shiny. Uh, anyways, don't ever hire me to explain what countertops are. Epoxy countertops can take your laminate countertops, like the cheap ones, and they can make them feel or look like granite or marble or whatever it is you're going for because they mix up this solution. And if you know what epoxy is, it's like you mix a clear solution with this other colored solution. You mix it up and you can they put various different uh, like spray paints and colors into it to give it all these different like variations. And then they take this bucket and just dump it on these countertops after they create like almost like a little trough for it to go in. And then that goes on there. And then you can even throw like different colored like flecks and specks into it. And then you put a clear coat on top of that. And when you take it all off, it looks like granite or like marble in this video that I was watching. And I'm just like, wow, that was so cool. And it was really neat watching it kind of go over the countertop and slide over. Seal coating, that's the driveway thing. Look up seal coating driveways and uh, say goodbye to the next two hours of your life because it's super satisfying. But this was like that. And then I love the artistry that's in it too because the guy was like kind of smearing it around a little bit to make it look like, you know, like uh, if you pulled a giant slab of uh, marble out of the ground, it wouldn't just be like one clear surface. It would be like, there'd be like all these variations in it and colors and stuff. Then he threw this other stuff on there that uh, was like... Um, like this black line type stuff to make it look even more real before he sealed it. And it was just really cool to see. And I was impressed by the artistry of it and how they could take like these ugly countertops and make them look good. So if you have a kitchen and you don't have the money to rip out all the countertops and put something in there that you really like, this could be a good alternative. I've even seen things at Lowe's that are like super cheap versions of this where you just like roll on a new color of countertop and then you can throw like flex into it as well. And then like put a clear coat over that. I don't know if I would do that unless I was like, if I went into my kitchen, say I just bought a house or something in the kitchen had like pink countertops and I knew my budget would not allow for any type of, of money to go towards new ones. I would probably risk it and try it. But this is one of those things that they were trying to encourage you to do it by yourself. But watching this guy do this and how he was navigating it all and pouring the right amount out and uh, kind of like swirling it and smearing it. I would, I would not want to do it on my own. Because, man, if you mess up, you are stuck. Like, I don't think that stuff's coming off. So um, you could watch, like, this 30-minute video this guy did. He was very enthusiastic about it and did a great job of of showing it off. But, um, yeah, I don't, think I, I don't think I'd have the confidence to do that in my kitchen, being that, like, it's, it's do or die. I would want to practice somewhere first. And th this is not, like, something you can just, like, go out into the backyard and try out. You got to... You got to do it or, or, or whatever. But if you have nothing to lose, you got nothing to lose. Maybe you could do it on like a house that you're trying to flip as a practice one. But as at your house, I don't know if I'd recommend it unless your counters are just god awful and you need something. Maybe then. So that was the YouTube rabbit holes from this week. If you guys have any rabbit holes you'd like me to go down that you can think of that um, something that captured your attention and then the YouTube algorithm bot was like, hey, you need more of this. You need more of this. Seal coating driveways has been one of mine. Uh, also beekeeping and extracting honey was another one of mine that I remember. I got into roller coasters for a bit there too. When I started looking up stuff for Cedar Point, um, YouTube, they, they just, they know how to get you. And then they do a terrible job of recommending anything else. Everything is just like, oh, you looked up this one thing one time. You looked up, uh, the, uh, Philadelphia 76ers basketball team from 1997. Let me show you every Philadelphia 76ers basketball video that's on YouTube and nothing else bummer but that was 
that was the rabbit hole of the week. I'm always thankful for more. I was going to make a whole series of these, but I don't think that I could talk about it long enough in an episode each week to make it a thing without actually showing it. And I don't want to get into all that. So we'll just make it a little segment here. In gamer tech news, we haven't done much gaming. We did get banned from streaming on YouTube for 14 days. Uh, last Sunday, I was cleaning up down here and Clark wanted to play some Minecraft and he wanted to stream it. And I was like, okay, that's fine. So I just went through my the motions of setting up the stream and it was going. And then several minutes into it, the stream shut down and it says that uh, the stream was uh, stopped and removed for violating YouTube's terms of service. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. I, I immediately knew what it was for is because the AI, which is really terrible at recommending videos, but really good at finding out that there's a kid sitting here playing Minecraft and streaming it. They shut it down. The video is gone, like completely disappeared. I still have a recording of it, so I have that. But they also, uh, at the time, I, I didn't know this at the time, but they, they suspended our ability to live stream on my Ar Craig's Arcade channel. So when I went to stream the next night, when Clark and I were going to play some Mario, it said it wasn't available. So I'm like, what the heck? So I got on with a YouTube person. And they said that we've been suspended for 14 days from streaming. I don't know if it's actually going to come back or not, but I looked at it as a sign like, ah, whatever. Uh, maybe I shouldn't be spending this time doing this. So we've been watching Lego Masters instead of doing gaming videos. But uh, that kind of sucked a little bit. But it was my fault. I should have probably marked it as made for kids. Um, the bummer is if you're live streaming and you do that, you you don't get any chat messages. And I understand where they're coming from. They're trying to protect kids like Clark Man. Say he just did that on his own. And then somebody's in the chat saying revolting things and stuff. I can appreciate them trying to protect him. But I was here. So the moral of the story is um, if you are going to have Clark Man stream, don't have the camera on him, no face cam. And um, make it very clear early in the stream that I'm, that I'm present. So the YouTube algorithm is like, or the AI is like, Oh, he's here. Okay, we'll move on. Then it hovers off to the next video. I don't know how it all works, but that happened. So we've been banned. Banned from YouTube. That should be the title of my my podcast. It won't be. We do have some listener feedback from last week. My my absolute uh, favorite comment here came from uh, James Rolf. This one's funny. He says, I quit a gym. He's talking about me uh, complaining last week about the the campers at the gym, people that are just sitting there not doing anything. In fact, one day this week I walked in and it was busier than usual. And the whole entire like fitness area where I do like the machines was filled with people. Not a single weight was moving though out of all these people that are there. And I just wanted to walk in and I wanted to scream like, get to work. You know, I, and it, it's not like I was trying to get one of those machines necessarily. I just like, if you're going to go to the gym, get to work, don't slack. I was there with another guy last Saturday morning. He was like the only person there. He was just like sitting there. I'm like, why, why are you here? Why show up if you're just going to sit around? Right? So I don't know why it bothers me so much. I just, maybe I have like tendencies obviously to like motivate other people. <laughs> like to, and I, I guess I want to impose my will on others. It seems as a red, um, but I don't know, it bothered me, but Jim here has a funny thing. He says, I quit a gym because of the married women there just sitting on equipment, reading phones and papers, waiting for the single guys to come talk to them. Get on with your workout or get out. You want to pick someone up, go to a bar. I love that. That's kind of like, that's like me. You're like aggressive like I am when we go there and you're just like, I I'm not going to quit, but I'm just like, uh, I did have this idea though. I had this idea for, instead of the gym to charge you a monthly membership, they charge you for the amount of time that you're sitting on a machine without anything moving on it. Can you imagine then 
<laughs> you're getting charged like by the minute that you're sitting there looking at your phone in between your your sets or whatever. No, people would be like, yeah, 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 yeah. They'd be running over to the next machine. And it would be su- such an awesome thing to see if everybody was like highly motivated there. But alas, a lot of people, they'll, they'll do a little bit of wait and then they'll sit there and stare at their phone for five minutes and then they'll do something else. And it's just like, gosh, so aggravating. Not even for the right reasons either. I don't know why it upsets me so much. I should just be doing my own thing there and not worrying about other people. But when I see people just slack and I just want to be like, we're here for the gains, right? <laughs> they need like a, a motivator there at, at Planet Fitness. They need people to like start cracking the whip on peeps. Be like, come on, give me 10 more. I don't know. I'm over it. Uh, we got another comment here. This one was um, a motivated one. I like this. This is from Mike from The Cool Factor. Great channel, by the way. It says, my job put me on a path with no heart. You remember that being one of our things from last week? My goal is to find the right moment to quit and get on the path that lights up my life. It will have Lego involved in one way or another. Thanks for that one, Greg. Yeah, I, I'm evidence and lots of, a lot of, lot of other people are as well that you can make Legos some type of career path. And if that's what you love to do and you're, you're feeling called to do that, I don't see any reason why you can't make that happen. You're already on the track. Just keep, keep grinding, keep doing it. And eventually you can make that jump. My only advice to you is the only advice that I can give, which is my life experience. Try to make sure you're out of debt. So you don't have too many obligations. It helps to have a partner uh, involved that uh, does have some type of stable income. And in my case, my wife had um, health insurance benefits as well. And it freed me up a little bit to make that move. But if you start seeing some momentum, think about how much momentum you can get once you have more time to put into it. One of the limiting things that we have is is time. So if you had that, you could do it. And I believe in you, man. You, you totally got this. And I, I hope you do it, man. I do. Ah! I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm Shia LaBeouf. Anyways. Um, thank you for the, for the comment. I appreciate that. And maybe like through you wanting to take that path, other people have paths out there too. They're like, you know what? If this guy can do something with Lego, I can do something with epoxy countertops. That's my life's passion. Ever since I went down that rabbit hole, I decided I want to be a epoxy countertop installer and by golly, I'm going to do it because there's people like me that are too scared to do it themselves. I do want to send you guys out though. With a, with a quote that I heard on a podcast last week from a, a podcast I absolutely love called The Walk. And it was about productivity. Father Roderick, it's a, it's a Catholic priest that does this. It's not a religious podcast by any means, but it's just a guy kind of sharing his life and um, the things that he's thinking about. Very positive, uplifting stuff. And I aspire to one day be as amazing at doing this as Father Roderick is. He's so, if, if I'm, I'm like a level one, he's like a level 39. You know, he's, he's like, he's prestiged. He's already going back through the levels all over again. But he was talking about productivity and how sometimes you feel like you have to fill all of your time with, with doing things, right? And I've certainly felt that. Like I couldn't justify playing video games until I started a gaming channel where I'm entertaining people or making videos out of it. But here's what he said. And I just thought this was an awesome thing. And it may be something for you to think about this week as I have. He says, life is a gift that you get to unpack. And then he went on to say, it's not a chore or a job. So your life isn't something where you have to do like uh, objective one, objective two, objective three. Think of it like a package that you got in the mail and then you're slicing it open. And as you're looking inside, you're looking at all the amazing things that can come out of it. You don't have to worry about how you're spending your life or how you're spending your day. As much as I'm a part of this no zero days challenge that I've imposed upon myself, I do a lot of things just for fun. A lot of these things you'll see in the video aren't necessarily related to accomplishing some goal at all. 
but you need to get out of that mindset that everything you do has to be productive. I've heard that one of the most productive things that you can produce is joy in yourself. Producing joy is is a thing all all by itself. You know, if you love every Sunday afternoon after you listen to Missing Pieces, you sit down and watch a football game. Many people would say that's not productive. But what if you're producing joy for yourself? You love seeing your team win, hopefully, and like that that brings you uh, encouragement for the next week, and you feel good. You know, like you you have that uh, pride and stuff. I would call that productive. Most people wouldn't. Watching movies, if you love a good story or you're you're watching a anything like you're studying it you're getting like something out of it you're producing something so don't worry about always being productive and i i just think that's just such a it's such a capitalistic way of looking at life making everything including the hours that you exist a commodity not a good move so i really like that life is a gift you get to unpack and man i'm just excited to unpack every day and i hope you are too and i hope you you enjoyed this episode of missing pieces uh this is my my favorite thing that I do each week. And I'm just so thankful that there's somebody out there that cares to listen. Uh, me talk about myself for the third time in a week. I hope you all have a glorious rest of this week. Make it the best one you can, regardless of, of what circumstances happen in your life. There's something out there that you are trying to get. And I believe that you can get there. Have a great one. And I'll see you all in the next episode.